Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action helping others and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We've got a really cool show for you. Actually, I uh, thought of this content, the topic for today. It's one of those things that's sort of an evergreen topic. It's about goal setting, but there was a really cool study that came out from a university that shows the specific drilled down sort of, you know, research done by a real scientist, scientific organization, you know, (laughs) study on studying and accomplishing goals, not just some of the woo-woo stuff that so many people talk about, you know, the feel-good stuff, the universe will bring it to you type Mickey Mouse. So uh, today's podcast is going to be essentially taking the specifics from that study, and we're just going to give you guys the highlights. Um, For those of you who've been listening to us for a long time or read the real estate treasure map, um, or really bought, you know, even our book, Harris Rules, I think you're going to feel in very, in, in many ways, validated that you've been on the right course all along, as, uh, because Julie and I certainly did not uh, figure out our philosophy on goal setting and goal accomplishing based on a long, bre- uh, you know, long term scientific study uh, out of some university, we just based it on our own experience personally, and also through coaching clients. And what I was really thrilled to see was essentially what they concluded from all their research was what we've been telling all of our coaching clients for two decades. But in any event, we'll get to the specifics in a second. Julie, welcome to today's show. And I believe you have somebody from um, our private Facebook, our private Facebook group you'd like to acknowledge. Yes. And this is a great coaching client named Heather Gimmon Carr, who writes, thank you, Coach Rochelle. Coach Rochelle, of course, does some of the premier coaching alongside me. Uh, She says, thanks, Coach Rochelle. I did our open house today, despite intermittent thunderstorms, Yak, Florida in the summer. I had several neighbors come in because of our door knocking in the neighborhood. One came back twice and brought her son the second time because he's pushing her to sell her place and move in near him a buy and a sell. Then another buyer came in who had been to our previous open house in the same neighborhood and asked, I love this question, quote, what should I do if my agent never returns my call to come see homes with me? She writes dot, 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 dot. Um, My answer was, quote, fire him and let me write the offer for you. And I just got done doing that. He showed up because we called him to let him know about the new listing and sent him the open house information via email. Thank you for helping me keep my head on straight. So for those of you who are open house naysayers, yes, open houses don't really work if you sit on the couch watching football and let people wander around and never talk to them. That is true. And there are agents that, you know, basically are just doing their time to get the seller off their back. However, not so with Heather Gimmon Carr demonstrating very specific items from our premier coaching, how to monetize your open house coaching section door knock the neighborhood and invite them prior to you have really killer lead follow-up the day of I mean she wrote this offer simply because this person who thought they had an agent their agent didn't even bother to call them back and you know Tim you and I can look back and coach Rochelle did this a lot too uh, over our careers lots of deals are written that way you ask the question this is out of the open house scripts of the homes that you've seen what did you like the best and they'll mention something and you say well what did you do about it well guess what nobody ever closed them to write the offer well the, the exact script is how, how long you've been looking this is in the middle of the the buyer like the yeah. buyer prequal script right how long you've been looking for a house so i've been looking about six months six months wow that's a long time in the time you've been looking have you seen anything you've liked 
Well, there was a couple houses. There was one over on Elm Street. We liked, oh, that, over on Elm Street. That's a beautiful street. Um, did you make an offer on that house? No, no, we didn't make an offer. Oh, well, why not? It sounds to me like it was a good fit for you guys. Well, you know, at the time, we just weren't quite ready or we weren't sure we wanted to live on Elm Street or we had a house to sell or they're going to tell you whatever their particular issue is. And then you're going to go, well, then if that house were still available today for sale, if you could still buy it, would you? Would you be interested in purchasing that house? And then what they'll say is, yes, yes, I would. I would be interested in purchasing that house. And regardless of whether they're working with another agent or not, you then say, well, let me check. I'll see if it's still available. And I'll tell you what, let's just meet over there and we can write an offer on it right now. And you guys can get that house. Now, some of you are going to say, oh, my gosh, Tim, how can that possibly happen that easily? Because you just asked the right questions and focused in on what they wanted, which was a stinking house. And you got, you'll get. I have to think about what I'm, who I'm talking to here, right? There's 143,000 of you listening. More of you are guilty of making this mistakes than not. Buyers don't, and here's the mistake, buyers don't want to be in your car for long. They might like all your stories and your animal pictures and whatever else you're doing to try to bond with them. But the truth is the only reason they're working with you, hypothetically, of course, is to buy a house. And the longer you take to sell them a house, the less likely are you are to ever sell them a house. And they'll eventually just stop working with you and buy a house from somebody else. And when that buyer goes to the somebody else, the other agent, they're going to say, I just don't think that so-and-so was listening to me. They showed me houses all the time, but they didn't listen to me. So you got to get it in your head. Some of you amateurish agents think that you have to justify your commission by showing every single stinking house that ever comes for sale may ever be for sale or was for sale. You have to like overwhelm them. You're just doing that because you feel guilty about making commission. I'm telling you guys, there's some screwy psychology that if you just ignore it and just focus on what's best for the buyer and stop thinking about your own emotions and your own feelings, you're going to be successful a lot quicker because you're going to be in alignment with what your highest and truest purpose is, which is being of service to other people. So remember, our open or our buyer strategy, spinning off from the buyer comment or the open comment Julius just reading, is to show them no more than basic, take them out than no more than three times and show them no more than three houses every time you take them out. And there's a whole script for it, which I'm not going to do now. It's part of Premier Coaching. But the bottom line is, is you should be able to close your buyers within three or four houses or less. That's it. In some markets, <laughs> that's all you got to show them. So that makes your job easier. But, you know, if you've done a good job preparing the buyers for the, what the market's actually like, followed the scripts, using a system, they're going to buy right away. And sometimes they're going to buy the first house you show them because you've given them permission to. You understand, listeners? Are you paying attention? So stop making it so damn hard. And just remember, stop making it about yourself. And making it about yourself is doing anything other than following a system, which is going to get that buyer to where they want to be the fastest, which is in a house. And remember, and depending on the price range, 50% of these buyers are probably going to have houses to sell. And don't be afraid to root those out as well, because many of them are going to have to sell before they buy. So again, use our scripts. You know, Julie touched on this a second ago. So Mr. Seller on a scale, if I were to show you the most, the perfect house, the one that, you know, checked, say nine boxes out of 10 for you, you know, it was close to your church, synagogue, mosque, it was close to work. It was just close to your kid's school, everything. Private backyard, just what you're looking for in the price range, the whole thing. Good condition on a scale of one to 10, where would you rate your motivation to buy that house today? And if they say anything other than a 10, if they say seven, seven, wow, that's great. So what would it take to get you to a 10? And then they're going to tell you. Well, I have to wait to see if my transfer goes through. I have to wait to get my house for sale. We have to wait to see if we're going to get this bonus or if we're going to sell all kinds of things you're going to hear and you're going to know what you're dealing with versus what do most of you do? You throw them in the back of your car and you just show them houses endlessly. And over months and months, you then figure out that they had you know, some silly issue that they still have yet to resolve that will prevent them from buying. 
take a more professional approach, guys. You'll make your lives a lot easier, and you'll be able to do your job at a higher level, making lots and lots of people love you. Thus, you'll do more transactions because you will be in alignment with what your truest purpose is, which is being of service to others. It's that simple, guys. Follow a system. By the way, I believe we have seven spots for free coaching calls available for today and tomorrow. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So um, here's what we are doing the show on today, probably tomorrow as well. And there is always a lot of you know chatter about goal setting. What's always pissed me off, <laughs> so just cutting right to it, about most of the goal setting chatter that's out there is it's so overlaid with so much pseudoscience, pseudo-spiritual bullshit that most people intuitively know that it's bullshit, and so they just choose not to listen to it, right? So there it is. And you guys know this is true because when you are – the information is going to be delivered to you in a very analytical and scientific way based on this university study – and when you're hearing these facts and figures and what they say is going to happen if you, you know, this equals this, do this, and you'll get this, you just need to realize that intuitively you already knew that. So you need to really, really be good at starting to absolutely positively weed out all influences that are over, overly complicating what should be intuitive, natural systems in your life, like goal setting, like losing weight. You like saving money. Here's the way you save money. You spend less and you save more. You earn more than you, uh, than you spend. That's basically it. Same with losing weight. But look how complicated people like to make it. Why do people like to make it complicated? Why do you as a consumer of that information like to make it complicated? Because it ultimately gives you an excuse to procrastinate not actually doing it. Because if there's a 447-step process in order for you to actually learn how to save money, and you have to read 14 books and go to 27 seminars, well, then you got to procrastinate that shit a lot longer, didn't you? <laughs> you know, if there's a, a ridiculously complicated meal plan and all this other craziness you have to lose before you actually have to start, you know, getting started losing weight, well, you could put that shit off for another month or two as you have to learn the process. You guys get it? You understand what we're saying here? So do yourself a favor and, you know, your ego ultimately is what wants things, what it, it wants things to be more complicated. And the people selling you this stuff, they too want it to be complicated. They too want to have the aura of some sort of spiritual pseudoscience, you know, mystic type, because then you'll think they know something that you don't, whereas in their all reality, especially when you have the information delivered, like Julie and I like to deliver it, which is straight to the point, practical and tactical, you'll realize that you can be your own guru. That's the reason when people refer to us as gurus, we waste no time uh, correcting them because we do not want to be called gurus. No, sir. We want you to learn to be your own guru. All right, Julie. Uh, so the topic is five-step proven goal accomplishing plan, goal accomplishing plan. And by the way, guys, the link to uh, the study is going to be on the post on timandjulieharris.com. Just go to timandjulieharris.com, click on podcast and look for the title. It says, listen now, five-step proven goal accomplishing plan. Miss Julie? Yes. And as you mentioned at the top of the show, much of this we figured out on our own through trial and error over the years and transactions and relationships. But of course, it's really nice to be backed up by science. So here, that's my pre-nerd out warning. All right, facts. <laughs> According to uh, Dr. Gail Matthews, that's right, a real doctor, a psychology professor at Dominican University in California, uh, did a study on goal setting with 267 real participants. She found that you are 42% more likely to achieve your goals simply by writing them down. Now, here are the facts of the study. 
25% of people, uh, they, this, this is part of her ramp up to sharing a very good drill down. 25% of people abandon their New Year's resolutions after just one week. That's pathetic. 60% of people abandon them within 60 months. I'm sorry, six months. The average person makes the same New Year's resolution 10 separate times without success. Only 5% of those who lose weight on a diet keep it off. 95% regain it. A significant percentage gain back more than they originally lost. And even after a heart attack, only 14% of patients make any significant changes. Now, According to the study, the participants were both male and female. They ranged in age from 23 to 72 years old. They came from countries all across the world, and they had a variety of jobs such as entrepreneurs, educators, healthcare professionals, artists, bankers, vice presidents, and nonprofit directors. So obviously a broad swath of different types of people in different ages doing different things. The participants were split up into five groups and each assigned a different task. Every group also had to rate the goal based on difficulty, importance, the extent to which they had the skills and resources to accomplish it, their commitment and motivation to the goal, whether or not they had pursued this goal, and if so, what their prior success was. Okay, so pretty detailed study here. Now, here are the five groups. Group one, simply thought about their goals, kind of like most of you guys watched or listened to The Secret, just thought about their goals to accomplish in the next four weeks and rated the goals. That's group one. Group two, wrote their goals out and rated their goals. Group three, wrote them out, formulated action commitments and rated their goals. Group four, wrote them out, formulated action commitments, sent their goals and action commitments to a friend and rated their goals. And group number five, wrote their goals out, formulated action commitments, sent their goals and action commitments and weekly progress report to a friend and rated the goals. Those last two groups are getting at the topic of accountability, of course. At the end of four weeks, participants were asked to rate their progress and the degree to which they accomplished their goals. Okay, you might not be surprised to find that group five accomplished significantly more than all of the other groups. Group four achieved significantly more than group three and group one and group two achieved significantly more than group one. So obviously group five is the winner here, and that gives us the fact writing down their goals made a tremendous difference. Not just because somebody says that that makes sense, but because they studied it, okay, and tracked the results. So the secret to accomplishing what matters most to you is committing your goals in writing. This is important for at least five reasons, and we're gonna get into that, but I also wanted to remind everyone that we have uh, some pretty good stuff here in Harris Rules Chapter 2. We're going to be adding parts of this study to that Chapter 2 in our existing Harris Rules book. So if you don't have that book yet, go to Amazon and just type in Harris Rules and you can get your Audible version, your soft cover, or uh, of course download it to your device. Okay, so in Harris Rules, but it's also in the Real Estate Treasure Map, which you get when you sign up for a free coaching call. So for those of you who have now piqued your interest at a higher level because it's been proven, which is at least some of you, that's several different ways for you to do something about it. So point number one, why do we write it down? It will force you to be very specific with what you actually want. This requires that you not only define the goal, but the steps it takes to get there. Remember group number five had specific action steps in order to get there. How do you know if you win? How do you know when you've arrived at the goal? Well, this means not just stating, quote, I wanna save more money, 
but stating how much money, by when, and why. You know, Tim, when you and I do live events and we ask people what their goals are, I don't think that we've ever had anybody say earn less or gain more weight. They always say, well, I, you know, I need to save money or I need to pay some debt off, I need to lose weight, I need to eat healthier. But that's just kind of what group number one did. They're just thinking about it. Would you agree with that? Well, so I'm going to break this down and make this practical. The uh, yeah. group one people, those are the people that normally attend uh, events. I'm, and not by events, I mean events with these gurus, right? The guru types don't want you ever guy. So here's the irony of it. Those guys that are basically motivational speakers, where's their motivation for you to actually learn how to set goals yourself? Think about that. So you go to a motivational speaker event, you know, you rah-rah and shish and all the rest of it. And you walk, you walk on coals or, you know, whatever it is, then you are done. You've learned all there is to learn about setting goals. You're not going to go back. <laughs> you have already basically gotten what there was to get. So at the end of the day, they want it to, that's the whole reason that they want this stuff to sound very mystical, spiritual, right. because they don't want you ultimately to know how really, frankly, simple it is to set goals. So from a very practical perspective, guys should write this in your notes. Julie mentioned this, but it's really worth mentioning again. You know, this is Napoleon Hill uh, quote, a goal is a dream with a deadline. Okay, a goal is a dream with a deadline. A goal, for example, this, I have folks all the time, people love to say, I don't get this. You guys, you know, it's crazy. You know, they always, people love to talk about their five-year goals. Five-year goals are bullshit. Yeah, I know. You can't, you can't do a five-year goal. Most of you, you can't do a 10-minute no. goal. You think you're going to hit a five-year goal? All you're doing is procrastinating, having to take, all you're doing is procrastinating, having to take action. If you say five-year goal, you're not going to do shit for that goal for like ever, but more likely for like four years, 11 months. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of it. So don't set five-year goals. That's insanity. Set 12-month goals and then break them down and don't set a ton of goals either. And this is all in the real estate treasure map, which you guys get for free when you request a, a free coaching call, free coaching calls for agents.com. But the essence of the formula if you want to take an analytical approach to this, is the goal is a dream with an action plan. And so what you do is you write down the goal, let's say. And here we're going to give you guys an example. We always lose, we always use the losing weight of the, you know, saving money because they're the easiest to do. Some goals are a little bit more complicated. They have more moving parts. But let's say, well, let's use the money one. So your goal is to, just choosing a number here, your goal is to save $100,000 in cash this year, okay? How are you going to do it? Well, first of all, you're going to have to basically start by saying, when am I going to have the goal accomplished by? I'll have it accomplished 12 months from now. Okay, good. So then you need to go in and you need to do the math, which is where most of you basically will stop. But don't stop there because the math isn't difficult. What you'll discover is we're going to ask you, and this is all part of the real estate treasure map, what is your average commission? Okay, what is your average monthly overhead, personal and business? You'll write those things down. Are, are you, you know, squirreling money away for taxes and savings and whatever? So in other words, how much money do you want to spend every year and have to spend every year? Okay, we're going to write those numbers down. Then we're going to figure out how many houses you have to sell based on the average commission per unit. That's written down then. And then we're going to figure out, okay, if you want to save $100,000, literally, how many extra houses do you have to sell per year to accomplish that goal? Okay, then we're going to figure that number out. Now, where you guys are going to, a lot of you agents, what you have a tendency to do and people in general is, again, you don't plan. For example, you'll say, I'm going to sell, I have to sell 25 houses this year for me to meet all my, all my want-tos and have-tos as far as financial obligations. But in order to save $100,000, I have to sell 35 houses. So I'm going to sell my 25, take care of all my you know, want-tos, have-tos, 
and then the, then I'm going to add on an extra 10 and that's going to go to my savings. No, it won't because you won't do it. You have to look at your own behavior. 99.9% .9 of the people are just going to make enough money to create financial security for maybe 60 days. That's how most people live. If that, they have no savings. They, okay, so if we know all these things are true, and you do, look at the average savings of the average retired person in the country. It's pathetic. Why? Because they don't have a system. So here's your system of goals, a dream with an action plan. We want you, now you know your numbers, I'm just giving you an overview of how to think. We want you to save, for example, 10% or 15% off the top of every single cent you have coming in. So if you have $1,000 that comes in from a home warranty or whatever, and you're, you know, save 200 bucks if you're squirreling away uh, 20%. 10,000, save 2,000. 20,000, save 4,000. Get the idea? And then literally the action plan, now you know what percent you're going to be saving. The action plan is then to go to the bank with two checks. Doing this digitally usually doesn't work because you won't do it. We know this because we coach folks for a living. Go to the bank with a commission check. The commission check from your broker, or if you're a broker, your commission check, is good, then going to have a deposit ticket written. You know, Obviously, the check is going to an account and the deposit ticket is filled out. Old school banking. I know a lot of you guys like to do all this stuff digitally, but I'm telling you it's a reason you're not saving. So at the same time, you're going to have another check written against that check for 20% or whatever the percent is that you determine from your real estate treasure map you have to save. And then that's going to go into a passbook savings account. Yes, a passbook savings account, the type that you set up for your toddler or eight-year-old so they can learn how to save their paper. Uh, well, I was going to say paper route, but people don't have those anymore, do they? So the point There's is, is money. The money, maybe they have that. Yeah, the money cannot be transferred out so that you cannot get online and you know, go to Vegas and basically transfer your savings out and then you know, spend it all on red. Get the point? So you want to be forcing yourself, knowing that you have a low tolerance for having savings based on your life history, you're then going to force yourself to save with every single, and if you do this, of every check you earn from any source for the whole entire year, if you follow a plan, you will, you will easily save $100,000. Okay, so a goal is a dream with an action plan. The action plan, again, it cannot be some amoebas bullshit thing. It has to be a drilled down, actually specific, understandable action plan. Okay, we'll pick another one. You want to lose. It seems like everyone, okay, here's a funny joke. Everyone who have ever said they needed to lose 20 pounds really needs to lose about 35. I've noticed that consistently. So if you say, you, if I ask you how much weight you need to lose, you're going to tell me, uh, 20, but I want you to know it's probably 35. So whatever it is, you're going to set up the specific goal as far as what you're, when you're going to have the, the weight loss by. Remember, a dream with an action plan goals be, must be measurable, specific, written down regularly, but you have to have an end date in mind. So you're going to lose. And now look, we've known lots of people through our Orange Theory class that have lost 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds from like August in, in like seven, eight months. So you can do it too. Don't tell me you can't. You just have made it too complicated because now you think you have to do the Jenny Craig 12 step weight loss program. And you're going to try to now read a bunch of books to decide whether or not you're going to do low carb or you're going to do paleo or you're going to do this, you know, spin class. Oh, the spin class wasn't right for you. Then you're going to go do this. The other thing, see what you're doing. You're just procrastinating. You're going to be one of the 98% that not only never loses the weight, but gains it all back. So here's your simple lose weight action plan. Pick a date when you're going to have the weight loss by pick the number. First of all, so let's say it's, 35 pounds. And let's say you're going to give yourself no more than seven, pounds, uh, seven months to lose the weight. Go talk to your doctor and all that, blah, blah, blah. We're not 
you know, physical, if we're, you guys understand what I'm saying, right? When you're going to go, yeah, we're not doctors. We're not physiologists. Go get yourself checked out first, but this is just an idea. So you're going to lose 35 pounds in let's say six months. Holy shit. That's a lot. No, it's not. And here's what you're going to do. You're going, your eating plan is going to consist of low carb and your exercise. Oh my God, Tim, what are you saying? How am I going to exercise if I don't have carbs? Because you don't understand how carbs work. You don't understand how proteins work. You don't understand how fats work. But I don't want you to understand it before you start doing it. I want you to understand it while you're doing it. We call our coaching program, learn while you earn, earn while you learn, you know, either way. We want you to do things while you're learning, not learn it and then do things. So you will discover that when you have a high fat, high protein, low carb diet, you'll have more energy than you ever had before when basically just sucking down carbs all day. If you don't know what a carb is, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the best book written about this, and there's been billions that have come after it, was Adkins for Life. And don't believe the bullshit about Adkins dying from a heart attack. He didn't fall. He fell downstairs. He cracked his head open. And that's what he actually died from, the injuries as a result of basically that. He did not have any heart problems. So if some of you are saying Adkins for Life, that was you know, blah, 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 blah. Everything that's come after that book. That book got so much shit in the press when it first came out. I'll, got, I'll tell you guys something, little, something interesting. This will blow your mind. I'm not a conspiracy guy, but here's something really that happened. The sugar industry bribed a bunch of scientists, very well-known scientists, to write articles saying the, problems, so that the problem with people's health is from red meat, not from sugar. The sugar industry basically sugared over the fact that carbs are the root of virtually all evil when it comes to your health. How about that? We're not designed to consume the amount of sugar, the osis that we do. We're not literally physically designed for it. Go do your own homework on this, guys. I just gave the perfect book to read. Now, here's the next thing I want you to do. I want you to join Orange Theory. And I wish we had a business relationship and we don't because we talk about them all the damn time. But I want you to join Orange Theory. Yes. And why Orange Theory? Because based on the study that Julie just read you, we know that when you have an organized plan that has external accountability, you will attend Orange Theory three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You will do it for an hour a day. You will have a low-carb, high-fat uh, high diet, you know, high-protein, high-fat diet. You will do these things for six months. I promise you, if you don't cheat, you will lose 35 pounds, probably more than that. At the end of the end of that rainbow, here's what's also going to happen. You're going to see yourself having physically transformed. You're going to make a hell of a lot of really good friends in your theory class and probably some real estate deals. You're going to be a lot more confident in yourself because, guys, listen, if you're not feeling good, health-wise, you're not in sync, you're probably not going to do as well as you could have otherwise done financially. Julie, does this make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And I would even go as far to say, you don't even have to understand it. Just be coachable. I don't understand half the crap we have to do in Orange Theory, but it's not like I'm going to argue with them. I'm getting results. You don't even have to understand it. Just do it. It's, you know, can save you a lot of time and research and procrastination. Just saying. Well, That's you know, I, I think about what you just said, Julie, and you're analytically minded. I hate proling in DISC because if there's ever a bunch of witchcraft crap, that's it. But you, but you are by nature a skeptic when it comes to information like this. And yeah. it took me a long time. Like when someone said low carb, high fat, high protein, and I heard it enough times, I didn't need to go and spend a bunch of time researching it. And I probably guess most of our listeners don't either. But for those who do, who thought like you did, you didn't believe it for the longest time. You switched how you ate and your body transformed. Yeah. So anything else, anything you want to sure. say out there for the, uh, for the notable well, skeptics? Uh, yeah. 
so some people go down the skeptic route because they have an extremist point of view or they, you know, they're just looking for something to make the excuse not to do it. So low carb does not mean no carb. And you are probably a bit more low carb than I am. I get, it's true, lightheaded faster than you do. But that doesn't mean that I trashed the program. That just means low carb, not no carb for those of you who are like, well, how could I ever survive on that? And, you know, it just, as long as you're getting the results, you don't have to understand that. I, I just think, but, you know, but right so there, much that's time the, that's investigating. But isn't, that yeah. it what you, but isn't that it what you just said? You just, you said mm-hmm. two things. I hope the listeners heard it. You don't have to understand it before you do it. That's just basically wanting, to, like the whole idea that I have to completely understand. It goes, goes, it goes for our coaching content as well. Don't take the damn time to try to figure everything out. Just do it. Don't try to analyze the script. Just do it. You'll figure it out along yeah. the way. The you pressure of actually right. going to orange the pressure of actually going to orange theory, the pressure of being in front of a seller is going to cause you to learn it instantly versus the way you've been doing it. So this goal thing, this is really the heart of why we do what we do. Because we want you guys to have transformative lives, but you have to stop making it so complicated and stop believing it has to be complicated and stop real and start realizing that your own desire to make it complicated and the desire of the people that are trying to sell the information to you in such a complicated way that you think they have some sort of spiritual level knowledge. You can't see it for what it is. It's snake oil. So when a motivational speaker comes to town or you're you know, compelled to watch something on YouTube or wherever else it is, you've got to start seeing it for what it is. You've got to start understanding. I mean, if you were a Navy SEAL, you know, we have a lot of military guys that are coaching clients. And I love talking to these guys. You know, because when you join the military, they're not going to spend the time to explain to you why you're, they're telling you to do what you're going to do. You're just going to freaking do it. You can pop right out of high school. And if you qualify and you get through buds, you could be a Navy SEAL. I promise you, they spend no time trying to talk to those guys why they have to do what they have to do. They just have to do it. Think how much more they get done. Think how much more you could get done every single day if you just, as Julie says, follow one course until successful. Focus. So here's your homework from today's show. I want you to request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Go and listen to the show a million times. Go to the website, timandjulieharris.com. Demystify this process. And if you're not accomplishing lots and lots of goals every year, there's five areas of goals in life, guys. There's spiritual, educational, family, financial, and physical. Ooh, I'm glad I remembered all those. So when you are trying to think of the goals that you have, here's another thing. The word balance should not enter into your mind. People trying to achieve balance, generally speaking, drive themselves insane. We have had coaching clients many times that get burned out. And when asked why, because I can't find balance in my life. Balance doesn't exist. It's another one of those motivational speaker myths that's intentionally designed to make it so that you'll never accomplish the goal. Guys understanding, aren't you? You're getting it. So here's the thought for you. Balance, when there's five areas of life, and you're working on financial, physical, and family, let's say, spiritual and educational might not get as much attention, if any at all. That's okay. At different parts and different times in your life, you'll be focused on different areas of life. Generally speaking, when people are older, that's the time to focus on the spirituality aspects, unless you're going to you know, be a pastor or a preacher. You guys get the idea. Get the point here? So it's okay to be out of balance, but it's not okay to exist anymore with these five-year plans. They're never going to happen. Do 12-month plans. There's five areas of life. Choose the five, you know, say financially, maybe have three to five really kick-ass goals for financial. Physical, maybe two. So here's a, for example, 
you're going to lose 35 pounds. You're going to run one 5K this year. How cool would that be, right? It's only three miles. You can do it. I promise you, you can do it. You guys listening, are you understanding? This is how a year from now, six months from now, you've transformed your life. And you do this because you follow a simple plan that you created for yourself. The treasure map, which is free, we're going to give to you for requesting a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. We'll also get you into the end zone quicker. Listen, guys, we went a little bit over. If you need any help, email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. We have received a ton of applicants for folks that want to be Harris Certified Coaches. Those of you who want to be real estate coaches, go to harriscertifiedcoach.com, harriscertifiedcoach.com. We did two podcasts last week. Um, we're only, I'm trying to, frankly, Julie and I are deciding how many people we want to have in the program this year. Uh, so you know, every single one of you who submit the application are going to get a personal call for Julie or I, and we're going to interview you to decide whether we want you to be a Harris Certified Coach. We're not just going to let anybody become a certified coach. I just want you to be aware that the process is, you know, it's a process. So you listen to the podcast, you're interested in becoming a certified coach, you go to the website, you fill out the form, doesn't take long, then you're going to get a call back from someone on our staff, and then you're going to get a call back probably from me. After you've gone through those processes, then you're going to be offered the opportunity to become a certified coach. Go to harriscertifiedcoach.com. If you guys need me for anything, it's tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to podcast. Agents, I think we're now top 10 on iTunes. How cool is that? You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.